Thank you for choosing to listen to this message. At Coastal, we believe in changing and enriching lives through the power of the Word. We pray that this message would be a blessing to you. And I want to remind you that on the backside, and we'll not be discussing any of that tonight, but on the backside are uh, a list of things that are unique uh, for the Gospel of John. And uh, that might help you again to get some idea of uh, contrasting John with the synoptic Gospels can, uh, can bring out some truth that we might not otherwise get. Okay? All right. Uh, Frank, would, would you ask God's blessing on our uh, time tonight? Father, we are your children. Father, we are who you say we are. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, when we start tonight, we're going to start on the 12th chapter, uh, verse 37. And uh, because that we didn't do that last week, okay, so uh, it carries over this week. Uh, the commitment we made. Uh, during this time of study is that the text, that is the Gospel of John we're using uh, tonight, we would read every word inside our session together of the Gospel. So when we finish the Gospel, we have, we'll have read every word of it inside this, this context here. Second thing is uh, to discuss its meaning and we'll, we'll try to let John convey to us uh, the meaning that he intended. And uh, we'll, we'll just have to work with, with, with trying to get that. Uh, and, you, and you never quite get that done com completely, or to your own satisfaction very often. Uh, you just can't get that done. But we're going to work on it because we think John is trying to communicate some good things about Jesus to us, Okay. And then uh, uh, to uh, move from there, okay, we read the text, we discuss its meaning, but what we want to do is to get it into our lives. Uh, one way that uh, preachers say this, you know, we have it in our head, but we need to get it in our heart. And uh, that's brought on to me several different times, you know. I went to hear an older pastor preach. I was young. I needed, I needed some guidance, you know. And so uh, he said, now, let me tell you something. When them parishioners get out of your hair and into your heart, then it make all the difference in the world. I had been in the ministry. I didn't plan that faster. <laughs> but, but, but the point is, we, we, need to get, we need to get these truths of God into our lives. And so it, it's incomplete unless we really work at doing that. So just re, keep re, reminding yourself that that's where we want to go with this. We, we want to get these truths that we're going to learn about John, about Jesus, 
Well, we're going to get that into our minds. God gave us a mind, so we're going to work with that, but we want to get it into our heart. Um, I had a re remarkable sense today uh, of, of a person. I don't want to say who they are right now, but my response to them is they feed my soul. And we want that to happen for you here uh, while we're studying God's word. It's miraculous. Uh, it, okay, uh, enough of that. Let's go to um, uh, their unbelief. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll talk about the hardness of their heart. They're, they're making a choice whether to believe or not. Okay, and so uh, here we go. Even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. You see the intention? It, they use their will. You can use your will to believe. It's not the only thing you have, but you make up your mind. No, this I believe. Okay, and you see, he, the, the, they, wouldn't, they, they wouldn't go. They wouldn't go there, okay? This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe because as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that they can never see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts nor turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. There, there are none so blind as those who will not see. And just keep that in your, keep that in your mind. And, and it, it's almost as like God gives them up uh, in, in this text, okay? Now, when we get to the New Testament, it's a lot softer and more accepting. Okay. Yes. Uh, it, it, this is it. God has blinded their eyes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm sorry. Was, was somebody else going to? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, here, blindness means you don't understand. Now, uh, the theology, generally the theology of the Old Testament, which is not the theology of the New Testament, okay? Theology of the Old Testament is God does everything. Just, just kind of, that's how they understand that. That's how they understand God. Okay, but we're going to move on from, from that. We're going to move to Jesus. And so whatever that Old Testament uh, and we're going to uh, do a couple other texts tonight, Old Testament texts tonight, uh, which are breakthroughs. This one here is just uh, pretty negative uh, here, okay? And it's almost like the point where God gives them up. Go ahead, would you? Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Amen. And 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 I'll I'll confess with you right here. I usually come down on that making a mistake on the will side, rather rather than just turning it over. If 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 I make a mistake, I'll I'll make a mistake on the will side. In other words, it's me. It's not God. It's not my my brothers and sisters in Christ. Not even the world. It's it's me. I'm the cause of this. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about when it comes to sin. All right? All right. Um, and uh, some, oh, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, many, even among the leaders, believed in him. Yes. Amen. And, and remember one of the leaders, and I, because I, I, I love talking about uh, John S. S. The gospel by, by itself, and we'll, we'll do that later, uh, but one of the leaders is Nicodemus, and I, I, I think he's just a remark. He's going to come up a little later. Uh, I hope to bring him up. I hope I don't forget about that, okay? But he's going to come up later for sure in the text, okay? And we'll get that. All right. Um, but because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogues. For they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Yes. Yes. And it is an awful thing to be ostracized. Re rejection really digs at the very heart of who we are as human beings. Yes. Amen. Uh, just uh, so you, I, I guess I want you to understand to be put out of the synagogue was a serious thing and it would hurt. Would really hurt them. Okay, we've we've already bumped into that, especially with the man born blind and that kind of thing. We bumped in, into that. Then Jesus cried out, "Whosoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but the one who sent me." See, uh, ultimate belief in God, and and Jesus is all, <clears throat> is always pointing toward God. He, he's just always doing that. Okay, uh, all right. Oh, we did the Old Testament prophecies. Some believe we just did that. <clears throat> if they keep his word. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. And let me, get, let me preach a little bit here. If you remember on the back of your sheet uh, there, uh, John uses the personal human name of, Jesus, more than any of the rest of the Gospels, way beyond, I think it's 247 times uh, that he used that. And what he wants to do, John, I think, again, this, this is as I'm looking, John wants us to look into the face of human Jesus and find God and ourself in that face. Okay, I, I think that, that's why he doesn't may, maybe talk about Christ or, or uh, he uses the personal name Jesus. Okay, all right, <clears throat> where did I quit here? I can't remember. 
if, if anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not uh, judge that person, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Let's see. And so the emphasis is that, okay. Did I, oh, let, let me go back and do that, okay? Can I go back to the next, the last slide that I did? I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Again, John loves that contrast, light and darkness. We'll have it a little later in our, in our text uh, for tonight. But the emphasis here is on what? Doing. Okay? That's the emphasis, is on doing. Let's go to the next one. Or is that? Do we, no, we got, we got to go to 50. Uh, there is a... <clears throat> No, go back. Yeah. Uh, there is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak my, my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say again. Um, and Jesus will, will use the words, I do always those things I see the Father doing. He, it, over and over we hear about that. In other words, he's mimicking God. If you see Jesus, what the actions that he takes, that's the actions God's taken. That's the point, okay? That's the actions that God's taken. But the emphasis is now on doing the, what, you, what you know to do, what you believe. First of all, believe it, then uh, secondly, do it. Uh, just so, let me do a couple of Old Testament texts, which are classics, okay? Uh, Saul was anointed king of Israel, uh, and he, uh, Samuel anointed him and, and gave him instructions to not take anything uh, in, in, from, from uh, the Gentiles, okay? Uh, they, they were going into battle, so don't take anything. So he meets Samuel later, and he said, I did just what you said. And <laughs> you know the passage. And, and, and Samuel said, well, what is that bleeping I hear? And it was, was goats that he didn't, that he took. What is that mooing I hear? It was cattle that he took. And, he, and, and right away, he, he, he tries to cover his tracks. He says, oh, wait, I just kept them for sacrifice. I kept, I kept the very best for sacrifice. And then the, the great prophet Samuel says, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. And so it isn't the sacrifice God is looking for here. It's the doing the word and obeying the word. That's where we started tonight, if you remember. We started there. But doing, just, just obey those words. Uh, and so anyway, uh, the, nothing will make up for you if you do not do. 
Okay, nothing will make up for that. So you, you have to do what you know and what you believe is the godly thing in this world and in this life. Okay, now that should, that finishes up our, uh, our uh, chapter 12, okay? And now we'll go to, uh, to chapter 13. No, oh, okay. We don't need things in the way. Loose him and let him go. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Loose him and let him go. Um, now, uh, uh, verse verse one. Let's go to the verse one. <clears throat> now, here's a real. I know I'm a little stickler about stuff, so you have to forgive me. Uh, but this is to me is so important for John to get his message across about Jesus and who he is, okay? I want you to pay attention now. It was just before the Passover festival, not the Passover festival. It is before the Passover festival. Now, uh, John has reasons that he presents Jesus this way, okay? So, we're talking about the, the, the Last Supper, okay? That's what we're talking about. This will go on for quite a while, by the way. Uh, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And that's uh, really uh, quite a lot to say. But, but you, get the, you get the setting now. Uh, Jesus knows that his End is imminent, it is coming. He precipitated this when he rode into Jerusalem. He precipitated this. Intentionally, he precipitated this. And, what, and the only thing that will satisfy those is to kill him, and that they will do. And he knows this. But even in the face of this, he, he loved his own, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus had his calling, amen? And the only thing that would suit is for him to carry that out, okay? It's the same for you. And I do know that life can become difficult. And I've seen this in other people, and they suffer. They suffer. but you got to shoulder your own life. And that's what Jesus is doing here. This is his life. This is his calling. This is what he, you, and you must do the same thing with your own life. As difficult as it is, or as difficult as it can be, you have to, that's your life. Take it up. And try to embrace it because it's your calling, it's who you are, and, it's, and God loves you that right there. Okay? Um, I'm not sure where all that come from, but, but okay. But, but re remember, we're before the Passover. Okay. All right. In the, in the Gospels you read, it is the Passover. But John says, no, it's before the Passover. Let's go to the next one. 
Okay, uh, this is preparation for service here. All right. Oh, the reason John tells us that way is because when Jesus is crucified on the cross, which is the, the next day, okay? But we got a lot of things to do before that, okay? But, but that's the next day. When he, the priests are slaying the lambs in the temple the same time Jesus dies on the cross. And the saying becomes true. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the Passover Lamb. Okay? And that's, that's what uh, John will want to get across to us, okay? That Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Just as the Passover lamb dies, so does Jesus at the very same, on the very same day. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, and after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the feet of the disciples, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Was everybody here for the washing of the feet? How many Sundays ago that been? Two Sundays ago? Wasn't that moving? I'm telling you, it was so moving. My feeling after that service was, we sure went to church today. That was my feeling. Yeah. Amen? Oh, I know. That was just wonderful. So there's something touching about this, but go ahead, Daryl. Amen. Excellent. And in the eyes I'm looking at this too is he's such a genius. What is it that makes Jesus this genius? Now I know he's God, okay, but let's give him some credit here. He's just genius. What makes it possible for him to live that life? And I think it's in the text right here. I think it's right here. If we just take our time with it a little bit and try to get his... Now, we're going we're gonna to get the lesson later, okay? We, we, we remember that. We got the lesson coming. We're going to get it. We're going to read it and, and all, that, all that stuff. But what is it that makes Jesus that servant? Listen to what John says about him. And he had come from God. 
Amen? Okay. All right. So he come from God and was returning to God. Amen? Amen? So let me see what side we'll do. Here's the beginning. And what's the beginning? He come from God. Where is he going? He's going to God. Jesus knew where he come from. He knows where he's going. And because of that, he could serve in the present. If you will settle the eternal questions of your life, maybe not for good, but at least the best you can, if you will settle the, like, where'd you come from? Who are you? And we, in that song we sang, what beautiful song that was. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. I am who you say that I am. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Go ahead. Oh, amen. Yeah, you know, there are people who say, we can't settle down until we understand that God is, is part of our life or is our life. And so, yes, yes, so the important question, I remember doing this, not in this Bible, okay, in my old Bible, of writing dates down on the cover, you know, on the inside of the cover, just so I would remember where I come from. Oh, no, I did that. I repented on that day. Uh, and, and any question? Oh, yeah, I remember now. That's right. I did it because I was settled where I come from. And then, if if you understand where you're going and to, that you're going to go to heaven, that you belong to God, and there's nothing you can do to get away from that. Once you settle that, you are set for service right here in the present. That's ex exactly what Jesus does. Is he goes in to real service here, and it's teaching a lesson, okay? Uh, but, but you need to settle those eternal questions. So, so in the present, I'm not anxious about my future, and, and that, that's one thing I felt when I came here to this church for the first time. I remember exactly. I, I felt that love of God, that love of God and that comfort. I, I remember that. It was so clear. I was back. And I needed it. Boy, did I need it. I didn't know how bad I needed it, really, till I got in here. And uh, I remember I just back down, I just wept. I was by myself. Joan wasn't with me. I just, I just wept uh, because the love of God and his presence was so wonderful. I had forgotten that. And uh, so it was, it was great. So... Next Sunday, I told Jonah, she, well, she couldn't be here or that. So, so she, I said, we go next Sunday. So I, but I didn't say anything, okay, because we are serious about looking for a church. I didn't say anything. And she gets in here, guess what she does? 
Yes. Yes. It's the same. Well, anyway, I thought that was just wonderful. But settle those questions about where you come from. And then settle that question about where you're going. And now you're getting prepared to really serve in the present. And so you see what Jesus did. He knew he come from God. He knew he was going to God. All those eternal questions are settled. Man, I know how to act in the present now. I know how to act now. Okay. Uh, uh, can you imagine how uncomfortable them disciples were? <laughs> yeah, they, they had been looking at each other wondering, Where's, who's the servant here anyway? How come we don't have a servant to wash our feet and, and that kind of thing, you know? And so, oh, boy, I bet that was, I bet that was awkward. <laughs> and I don't like them in social engagements. Do you? I don't, ooh, those awkward moments. I, I don't like. Huh? I know. I know. I try to avoid them, you know, to my own detriment. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go to the next uh, next slide. Uh, he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. See? You'll understand this later. How many of you like that? That's me. I'm a little bit dunderheaded and... It takes, you know, it takes me a while to catch on. Okay, I'm starting to get it now. Okay, and that's the way Simon Peter, and, and very often Simon Peter is a spokesman for everybody else, all the rest of the disciples, you know. <clears throat> uh, Jesus, you do not realize what I'm doing, but later you'll understand later. No, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. How many understand Peter there? I do. Amen. I do. I understand that. Oh, that's embarrassing. He'll, he'll, he'll mention it later, too. You know, here he is, my Lord and my teacher, and he wants to wash my feet. That's embarrassing. And so he, he does, you know, that, that's, that's Simon Peter. No, no, Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash your feet, you'll have no part with me. Wow. Huh? So what he's saying is that you don't allow me to wash your sins. Yeah, and, and, and is it, this isn't taking the whole bath either. We're going to have that later. Okay? <laughs> Just the foot wash. Yeah. In other words, you, I, I, look, I'm uncomfortable with this too, Pastor. You've got to let Jesus help you along. You've got to let Jesus help you. You just, just have to do that, okay? Yeah, exactly. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And uh, I certainly, see, have you ever been involved in a foot washing service? I was one. I was just one. I'm not just talking about uh, a couple Sundays ago. 
just, just one time, uh, it was a bunch of us seminary students, uh, was left there uh, for, the, for that Thursday uh, day, and, and we thought it would be great to have a foot washing. I don't know where we, we was involved with the Gospel of John or what we were doing, but, oh, yeah. There is no Lord's Supper in the book of John. Let me say that again. There is no Lord's Supper in the Gospel of John, as we know it. Okay? As we know it. What do you have? What do we have? Foot washing. Foot washing. Okay? I know it's not usually a question we, we raise with the text, okay? But there is no uh, Lord's Supper in John. I think, again, you can get you in trouble sometimes. I think we already have that in the synoptics. And John wants to give us another picture, I think. We already have that in the synoptics. And uh, many people think that the sixth chapter of John is the Lord's Supper, where you eat my flesh and drink my blood. It, that that is actually uh, the Lord's Supper there. Uh, but, but now we're, we're stretching this a little bit, okay? And we want to be careful when we do that. But you do, you will, as we will go through here, you'll see there's no Lord's Supper. This is the centerpiece for John. This uh, foot washing is the center, centerpiece uh, for John. Okay? I'm sorry? Yeah. No, they're 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 having supper together. They're, they're, they're and it would be it, it would be uh, uh, ample supply of food. Okay, so they're they're having their evening meal. Okay, and remember, this is not the Passover meal either. In John. Okay, because okay, and. And here's, here's the, the only value I, that we get out of talking like that is to sharpen our focus and try to see what John wants us to know about Jesus. That's the idea. And, and, and to listen, listen to that, okay? And go ahead, Maria. Now, now, you, now you're backing me up here. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. Because I, I think. If, if I was going to break this down, thank you, Maria. If I, if I was going to break this down a little further, he doesn't need to be washed all over. Is that the next one? 
Let's go to the next text, and let's go to the Lord's and see. Not just my feet, but my hands, my head as well. In other words, all over. Okay, Jesus answered, those who have a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. Okay, now we'll leave that. Here's what I mean. He already belongs to Jesus. So all he, Simon Peter, all he needs is to have his daily walk cleansed. Okay? Now, I know, I know we're, I, I, you can get in trouble doing this stuff, okay? But, and, but, but, but you understand, in other words, and Simon's going to make some mistakes later, and he needs to clean that up. But we'll, we'll talk about that, too, when we get there. All right. But he's already cleansed. That is, he already belongs to Jesus. That's good. That can never be done the second time because Jesus is not going to die again. He died once. That's it. But he needs his everyday walk cleansed as we go. How many of you need that? Oh, boy. We need that. Yeah. So thanks, Maria, for kind of pressing me toward that, okay? I might have left that out. No, thank you. Um, for he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone is clean, okay? He, he knows uh, Judas Iscariot uh, is going to betray him. All right, let's go to our next. Uh, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Now, is that hard to, to, to catch? See? In other words, with great humility, serve your brothers and sisters in Christ. With great humility, serve them. If you can. And it's hard to help people. I know that. That's why you need great humility when you go into that. Would you, okay. Are, are we kind of getting the lesson now that Jesus wants to teach his disciples? Don't you want to thank John for bringing that out? We would never got that without his gospel. We'd have never got that. And we'd be much poorer because of it. Thank God we got that. Okay. Let's go to our next, is that our next? <clears throat> I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Truly, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than the master, nor the messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Again, the emphasis is on the doing. Sure, you got to believe. And you shape that belief 
and you intentionally make beliefs for yourself. You do that. Okay. Amen. But you have to do the word that you know. You have to act on it and, and do it. Okay. Yeah, okay, let's go to our next one. Where are we now? We're at number four. Judas and Satan. Now, this, this really did throw me, okay? Um, this is really hard text for me to, uh, to work with. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I really do understand the general of it, but boy, the specifics are tough for me, okay? Um, all right. <clears throat> I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill this passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. Now, that's pretty, pretty simple and straightforward. I mean, we, we can see that. Uh, they're having dinner together, uh, and, and bread here is a metaphor for the, for the whole meal. You know, they're, they're breaking bread together, and, they're, they're, and Jesus knows this is their last time to, to have this uh, together. And, and so, uh, uh, he, how do you explain that? I'm telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Verily, verily, I tell you, whosoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit. And truly, truly, I tell you, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples started at one, stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. Now, here you understand that nobody has picked Judas out as the one who betrayed him. It wasn't evident for some reason. Uh, and of course, they might not have been, been looking for it, okay? But, but they, they just, they did not know. And it, it might be they're so caught up in the moment uh, this euphoria of being with Jesus that they can't see anything else. Um, it might be part of it. Um, and so they're naive about reality. And the reality is there's someone there to betray Jesus. That's the reality. Okay, <clears throat> let's go to our next. Uh, one of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Jesus took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, whatever you are about to do, do quickly. And uh, 
there you get to see Jesus interacting with Judas. Um, but Jesus is not fooled as the disciples are. He is more mature. He knows that everyone does not have a good heart toward you. And he, uh, he understands that. Okay, let's go to our next, our next one. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him, since Jesus had, no, since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival. Uh, remember, you got the Passover coming up. Okay. And uh, they think that he's sending him out to, on an errand to buy stuff or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out, and it was night. And that is the most touching scene. Can you, can you tell by that scene where Judas is going? Yes. You can tell by that scene where he's going. Because this is the way John loves to talk about night and day, and he love, loves it when Jesus talks that way. He records that night and day. Uh, where does Jesus go? I mean, Judas go. Where does Judas go? Somebody I heard say darkness. Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. And him and that silver will not have any light. And I'm going to contrast him for a minute, just for a second here, with, with Nicodemus. Now, when Nicodemus comes to Jesus, what is it? Night. But he's coming to Jesus. It makes all kinds of sense that he would be in the dark and, and come to Jesus. It makes all kinds of sense. And some of us say he... Might not have figured much out yet. Well, that's okay. It takes us a while. Amen? Okay? But he comes to Jesus in the dark. This is so much worse than that because Judas leaves Jesus into the dark. There's just no hope there. Without Jesus, and, and, I, and I hope you get this, this contrary, With, without Jesus, there is no hope. There, there's no life. He's, he's walking away from the very substance of life. How's that going to work out for you? It, it's just going to be terrible. And so I, was, I just saw how sad that is. And, and that's the note John wants us to get there is, and it was night. Boy, it's, it is night for Judas, for sure. Okay. Okay, let's go to our next one there. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, I'm sorry, yeah, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, 
Where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is the only real commandment that we have from Jesus, is this one right here. And what is that? And one of the hardest things to do, thank you for getting that, is learning to love one another. Because you know them, brothers and sisters, are not perfect. And you shouldn't be surprised if you find out they're not. <laughs> and the hardest thing to do is what? Love them. And remember, love is not an emotion. Love, it, what we're talking about, is a decision that you make and you believe. And then you can't leave it there. You have to act on it. You have to do it. And it does us, it does us good, okay. Learning to love. This is what I found out with my own family, and I'm, I'm going to apply it to the church too. You know, especially son-in-laws, they're annoying. <laughs> you know? <laughs> huh? Well, let me, let me soften that. Let me soften that. Son-in-laws can be annoying. And then I have my own kids that I brought up, and I have to be responsible and claim them. So I got them at the table, you know. And then I got Joan. I'm going to be careful, sweetheart. I'm going to be careful. Well, who said something over here? And here's, here's what I'm, as I get older, what I'm learning, okay. Yes, yes, but, 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 but you, I'm saying, when you, when you really, when you start learning to love, you love the quirks. Because it, it makes them who they are, as goofy as that is. At times. Because it couldn't be me. <laughs> you, but you see, that's when I thought I really turned the corner with my family. Well, I didn't love them. Because they were perfect. I loved them because they were imperfect. And they were who they were. And that's when you're when you're learning love. So uh, give, give your brothers and sisters in Christ a big berth, okay? <laughs> don't, don't think they have to fit into these little, uh, little things, okay? But what you have to do is what? Love them. And it's not love them in a feeling either. And, 
amen. I wish I'd have thought about saying that too. <laughs> you're right, but you're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Whether they love you back. That's not your job. Your job is to what? As Jesus loved his disciples, so are you to love one another. And that's the only real commandment that we have from Jesus. Uh, issued as a commandment. It's a lot of good advice and all that kind of thing, but this is a commandment that he gives us. And people will know you're his disciples because what? You love one another. You're learning to love as, as Jesus did. Okay. Uh, where are we at? Okay. Okay. Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I'm going, you cannot follow, but you will follow later. I love that song when it's, it says he has a place for me, my father's house. There's a place for me. Amen. Boy, it makes, that's just great, okay? Where I'm going, you can't, you, you can't follow now, but, but you will follow later, Peter. Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, will you really lay down your life for me? Verily, verily, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And I want you to pay attention to that, okay? And we're, go we're going to go into that, and we're going to study that as best we can when it, when it comes up and understand what this, what this actually uh, means here to disown Jesus and what effects that that has on huh, Peter. I'm, I'm going to be as nice as I can. I want you to see that Simon Peter is just a bunch of bravado and has no real courage or substance to him at this point. He thinks of himself much higher than he ought to. Now, this is not to put him down or to build us up. I just want us to understand what John's trying to get us to understand about Jesus Christ so that we can live our lives the best possible way. Forget any bravado. Life won't let you off the hook anyway. Amen, you got it. Life will not let you off the hook. And I'll guarantee you it will not bow to your bravado. Is, is that a good word? To, I think that's a good word to use here. It's a show. Buddy, you're going to have to put up someday, and you better have something. I suggest get Jesus on your side and pay attention to him, and he'll give you what real courage is, okay? And he doesn't have it yet. Amen? Okay, you, you get it here. You, you're hearing that. By the way, is that the end of it? Yes, that's the end of it. Okay, we'll quit there. We run over by a minute or so, but that's good, okay? Are, are we good? Yeah, I just want to say that bravado will not answer today.
any boastful ideas will not answer the day. You better have it when the chips are down. And you know this from your own life. You know this down deep. Okay? Lord, we thank you for your word, but we thank you most of all for Jesus and because John is taking the time to try to tell us who he is. Make us as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.